1: It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Corey Davis, wide open. Davis,
0: still going, and he's in for the touchdown.
1: He'll hit immediately he got the handoff. You
0: know the
1: <laughs> q Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you.
2: From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like A Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at Play Like A Jet One. And it is the first game with fans since before the pandemic. A preseason game, the first preseason game of the season for the New York Jets. They took on the Giants in the Snoopy Bowl, came out victorious 12 7. Of course, when it's the preseason, it doesn't really matter what the final score is. It matters how the players looked. And so to talk about that, our friend covering the Jets from NorthJersey.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, what's going on, sir? How was it in the press box tonight? It was good
3: to be back at MetLife Stadium in a game-like setting with fans. I will say that. It was, it was cool. Um, the game wasn't so great. Not a lot of scoring. Uh, the Giants didn't get in the end zone until you know the fourth quarter. And I don't think the Jets scored their first touchdown until 40 minutes into the game. But still, it it was good to be back. Good to see fans in the stands for a real game at MetLife Stadium or a kind of a real game. You know, it's the preseason. We can't call it real, but it looked like a real game. So there's that.
2: Andy we should stipulate that the Giants did not play any of their starters They treated this like the fourth preseason game in years past There's only going to be three this year But in years past that fourth preseason game The starters don't play at all And that's more or less what Joe Judge did here so, Zach Wilson was in a weird spot because if he played really well, then people were going to say, Yeah, of course he did. He was playing second and third stringers. And if he didn't play well, then they were going to say, Holy cow, he couldn't even play well against second and third stringers. That said, I thought he did play pretty well. He didn't do anything especially flashy or fancy, but he moved the chains a couple of times, had some nice completions, looked calm, looked confident, looked poised. He led the offense well, and that's really all you could ask for. They didn't ask him to do a ton. They asked him to play within structure, so he mostly threw within the pocket. Six of nine for 65 yards, I believe, was the final tally. Thought he was fine. He led two drives, and it was a promising start. We're going to need to see more from him as time goes on, but this is fine.
3: Exactly. That's exactly how it classified. it. It was just solid, and that's exactly what you wanted to see. There was uh, really... Like I don't want to call it pressure, but there was a little bit of pressure here because if he had a bad game, all of this talk that we heard last week kind of around the country even about is Zach Wilson, are are the Jets, should they be worried about him? I mean, that was a legit question that was being asked in in this market and on national radio shows and and television shows, if you can believe it, a month before this guy plays his first regular season game. So if he comes out here and, and... looks like he did exactly a week ago in that practice against the Giants in, f- in front of the television cameras and, and you know thousands of fans it was going to not be a super fun week for him so that some pressure there and he came out he played well he saw the field well it, the, you know this obviously wasn't the most talented Giants unit out there but it's still going up against the defense he hasn't seen before different looks different players you know, being able to get hit for the first time really in eight months. So there's a lot of uncertainty and, and kind of facing things for the first time as a pro, and he handled it very well. So that should be encouraging for Jets fans. He, he looked, you know, in control the whole night. The one time a pass rusher did break through when the Jets failed to pick up a blitz. He saw it, got rid of the ball safely and in a situation where he didn't really have to get hit. And and that's the most important thing. We can talk all we want about how Zach Wilson looked, but the only thing that really matters in the preseason is that this guy isn't getting beat up out there. Um, And he didn't take any big shots tonight, and he looked pretty good. That's a successful night for Zach Wilson and the
2: Jets. Everybody seemed to get in the mix, and that was nice to see. We got a little bit of Corey Davis. He had a nice catch. Jamison Crowder, same thing. We saw a first down completion to Keelan Cole. Denzel Mims, we were kind of mystified as to why he was so far down on the depth chart, but he made some plays once he got in there, and as we'll talk about later, because Mims spoke to you guys after practice, He asked to be involved in special teams. You have to wonder if that's him trying to earn his way out of the doghouse or if he's just trying to take some sort of initiative. Either way, you know that he really wants it if he's going to Robert Sala and specifically asking to be put on special teams. And then you take a look at the running game and we've heard about... All these guys at camp doing well. P. Ryan with a touchdown. He's been one of the biggest surprises at training camp so far this year. Ty Johnson had some nice runs. Michael Carter as well. Makai Becton blocked very well. I know that Aziz Ojalari got by him once. But overall, all the talk about maybe Makai Becton not being as good this year because Carl Lawson was dominating him in camp didn't seem to be what we were seeing tonight from Makai Beckton. So overall, if you're a Jets fan, you look at these guys, many of whom are going to be key pieces on this team going forward, and you saw a lot to like.
3: Yeah, well, the, the first thing about the ball, a lot of guys seeing the ball is I thought that was another thing Wilson did really well, especially on the second drive, is it, it move the ball around. His best throw of the night was probably that 16-yard gain to Keelan Cole on third down. Um, and yeah, he got the ball to Corey Davis, he got the ball to Jamison Crowder, um, tried to get the tight ends involved, but it didn't really happen. I think that's kind of the one group that you're leaving tonight disappointed in and, and kind of wondering, what do the Jets have anything there? Because it, it really doesn't look like it. But like you said, everywhere else, it was pretty solid. And even, even Dan Feeney didn't really have many problems. Um, I'm not sure exactly what happened on that blitz that didn't get picked up. That's usually a running back situation, but I, I have to go back and look at that play because I, I just can't remember off the top of my head what it was. So it, it was just overall a solid night with the caveat that, of course, it was against a unit that probably maybe one or two of those guys are get, is going to get time in the regular season. But look, you can only play out there against the guys who are out there. And as we've seen before, it doesn't, you know, there's no guarantee it's going to go well. So the fact that it did go well is a a good sign for Zach Wilson and, and the entire offense.
2: Even though they only scored 12 points, Andy, I do think that we saw a lot there that's promising for the offense. And I thought that we saw a lot that was promising for the defense, too. We saw a lot of Bryce Huff. Bryce Huff looked very good. We saw Hamilcar Rashid Jr. and Jonathan Marshall later. And again, they were up against second and third stringers. But Marshall looked really, really good, as did Hamilcar Rashid Jr., helping to force a safety. You looked at the secondary. We saw some promising play from Brandon Echols, even though he did get called for a defensive pass interference. Bryce Hall and Bless Austin. Overall, I thought the defense showed you a lot of positive traits tonight. And a guy like Jonathan Marshall, if he keeps this up, is going to make it very difficult on the coaching staff because they've got a lot of really good players on that defensive line. So, in order to keep Marshall, some tough choices would have to be made. But tonight, Marshall began his push, as did Hamilcar Rashid Jr. And you got to say, if Huff and Rashid Jr. continue to play well in the preseason, it really makes the Jets' life a lot easier because the only one that they were going to be able to rely upon was Carl Lawson, and Carl Lawson himself could have been double, triple teamed, what have you. But if you've got Huff playing well, and if they can get something out of somebody like Hamilcar Rashid Jr., and then you've got the guys up front, especially when Quentin Williams comes back, then it becomes a big problem for opposing offenses.
3: Yeah, absolutely. And I think Lawson was out there for... A very limited number of snaps. We're mm-hmm. talking two, maybe three on that, I mean, I think two on that first drive, and then that was it for him. So we saw a little bit of him, um, and then we saw a lot, a little bit of John Franklin Myers on the other side, and then we saw a lot of Bryce Huff, who had a sack while working with the first team, I think on the first or second drive, and then um, he was in there well into the third quarter, I think, and, and Sala said something interesting and I think it should give you a good idea of where the jets are at on him. They, they were just like, how are we going to hide this guy during the preseason? That's kind of how they started it. And then by the time they got to the day, they're like, how are we going to keep him off the first team? So if, if you're wondering what his status is in terms of making the team, that's probably a pretty good indicator that he has impressed the, the people that he needs to impress. Um, but yeah, they, there's a lot of depth on the defensive line, obviously and and to see guys at, at one of the positions where maybe there wasn't a lot of depth kind of shine tonight, that's a that's a promising sign.
2: Completely forgot to bring up John Franklin Myers. I'm glad that you did because he had that really good pass deflection that almost led to an interception. From Mike Lennon, and then of course you said They had players step up at positions Where they're not very deep, and two of the guys I didn't mention were Hamza Nasruddin And Jamie and Sherwood Both of them played very, very well Tonight, I've been saying all along I expected Hamza Nasruddin To be the starting will linebacker He certainly helped his cause tonight And Sherwood, who's somebody that Many people scratched their head about They weren't sure on him He's been looking good in camp, and he Looked good tonight, so it looks like Robert Salwa picked some winners here in the late rounds, especially on defense.
3: So Hamza especially has been impressive during training camp, and he was rewarded for it tonight by getting a start with the linebackers in this game. And just remember, this guy was a safety like six months ago, and the Jets drafted him to be a linebacker. And there's now a real chance that he's going to be out there week one starting alongside CJ Mosley. And I asked CJ what he's seen from him so far in training camp. And he was like, I, I keep forgetting that this guy used to be a safety. It's just like when I see, you know, the photo that they have of him in the in the they they use for him for all of this stuff, it's like he's a hundred this hundred and ninety-pound kid and he's obviously put on some weight and and uh, you know made a big impression on the Jets coaching staff and on CJ Mosley who said he, he's really intelligent. And then CJ also gave a shout out to to Sherwood, another guy who was making that transition, the same transition, and who has done well as well. So that, that that has been a very nice development for the Jets, and I think this linebacker group is going to be a little bit deeper than perhaps any of us had imagined.
0: For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
1: Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet.
2: Andy, you mentioned that C.J. Mosley spoke after the game, and I want to get to him and also Denzel Mims and Robert Sala. They all spoke. But first, what do we know about what's going on with injuries? I know that there were some tonight, and we're waiting to hear about Elijah Vera Tucker. We got some news about Elijah Moore. What's happening?
3: Yeah, so the, there were two injuries that happened during the game. Um, uh, a guy who, who's probably not going to make the roster in that deep defensive line group, uh, Michael Dwumfor out of Rutgers, he suffered a calf injury and left in the second half. And then an injury that I don't think any of us really saw how or when it happened, but not a, not good news, Jabari Zaniga left at some point with a knee injury. So obviously... Uh, I think he was a third or fourth round pick last year and he really wasn't on the field at all because as he was dealing with injuries and now he's dealing with another injury here in training camp. So, or early in the preseason, it's not ideal. We don't have any idea of the severity or, or I, I'll have to go back and look and try to figure out when it happened. But, um, those were the two tonight. We also got an update on Elijah Moore. Um, I don't want to say it's good news cause I don't really know, uh, this is what Salah said. He said that more is day to day with a quad. So he didn't say a quad strain. He didn't say any sort of like how severe it was. Um, So, and then he said, I hope we're, we're hopeful he can be on the field next week. Obviously when they're practicing and playing against the Packers. So I, maybe he'll be back at practice on Monday. I will also note that, uh, Sala has been classifying Elijah Vera Tucker as day-to-day for about 12 days now. So, um, I don't know what it means. We're going to just have to wait and, 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 see. Um, I know for Jets fans, that's not an ideal situation. And hopefully he's just back at practice on Monday, but if he's not, just remember, it would be great if he could get on the field during the preseason. But the only thing that matters is that this guy is ready for the start of the regular season. So uh, just keep that in mind. It would be good for him to get time to develop on the field during the preseason. But this guy did get a lot of time with Zach Wilson all through OTAs and was got heavy reps early in training camp. So it's not going to be the end of the world if he's not out there. I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just saying if this drags out a little bit, don't freak out. It, it, all the only thing that matters is this dude is ready to play week one in Carolina.
2: Andy, now let's talk about what C.J. Mosley, Denzel Mims, and Robert Sala had to say after the game. We'll start with Denzel Mims. I mentioned before that he spoke about going to the coaching staff and asking to play special teams. What else did he have to say?
3: Yeah, that was interesting and I think tells you a little bit about Denzel Mims. Obviously, He's not where he wants to be in terms of getting reps with the, the, the first team. It didn't happen tonight. It hasn't happened much during training camp. Um, look, I don't know what happened, but you said it earlier. He's in the doghouse. He did something. He said, I don't know. I don't know what happened. None of us do at this point, but obviously um, his talents have not changed since last year. This guy has not regressed. He's the same player. You obviously saw tonight against, you know, the, the second and third and fourth and fifth team against the Giants. So I wouldn't take too much stock into his performance. But something happened and he was asked about, you know, basically being frustrated, whatever. Uh, like it looked like you were playing angry, but you're taking out a little frustration kind of about your situation. He was like, I always play angry. Um, he was asked about what Robert Sala said to him when they had an embrace on the sideline. I think it was after that really nice 20-yard catch and run um, where he lost about half the Giants' defense. And he said – Robert Sala said, you know, I'm going to keep that between us. And Mims said, he just told me to keep playing, and and I have nothing but love for Coach Sala. So read into that how you will, but obviously – it, maybe he's not in Robert Sala's doghouse, but he's in somebody's doghouse. And, and there's a reason, you know, you could make an argument. He's the fifth or sixth best receiver on this team, but for him to be where he's at depth chart right now is about eight or nine. That that just doesn't make sense from a talent perspective. Uh, so something is up there. We'll have to kind of see if it comes out or see if he's able to earn his way out of it. But um, he didn't, Obviously want to talk about that. It's a frustrating situation for him and it's understandable, but he seems to be doing the right things to get out of whatever situation he's in. And a lot of guys maybe would feel like they're above being in that situation and not give full effort. Mims is playing his ass off on special teams, playing his ass off at wide receiver in the third quarter of a game that, that he probably doesn't want to be in at that point. That's a good step in the right direction.
2: You mentioned before that C.J. Mosley spoke about some of the younger players. He also had a quote that seemed to indicate that he was very, very fired up about the upcoming season. Tell us a little bit more about that <laughs> and whatever else he had to say after the game.
3: Yeah, man, C.J. Mosley is clearly pumped to uh, to be back. So he was asked a pretty innocuous question, kind of about the—not no, kind of. He was straight up asked about the defensive line, and he was asked, are people overlooking that? So he responds with something that was not limited to the defensive line. He says, quote, I'm going to say what I said when I first got in here. And I am paraphrasing a little. I'm going to say what I said when I first came in this year. If people are sleeping on the jets, they're going to get their ass blown out. And that turned a sleepy press conference for us as a reporting from a reporting perspective into everybody's head snapped to attention and and start and everybody started looking (laughs) out at their phones and started tweeting because it's like, where did that come from? So it was just, it was funny because CJ Mosley was on the field for the first time tonight in about two years, you know, playing real tackle football healthy. And he's obviously excited to be back. And I think that's what that's about. But if, if, you know, the jets end up being really, better than expected, or if they ended up being worse than expected, that's a, I think that's a soundbite that will be looked back upon and remembered. But in terms of getting back on the field for the first time in a while, CJ said that he was excited. It, it felt good. You, you can never take football for granted. Um, he said there's still some stuff that's coming back to him. Like he missed uh, an assignment uh, on a play, and that's obviously this guy is a veteran who is known for knowing his stuff and being on top of it. It's not something that happens often. So he's, he's still playing himself back into kind of the, the awareness he needs to play at the level he wants to play at. But he moved well, looked good. I believe he had a pass breakup. Uh, he was in there for a two series and, and came out of it none worse for the wear. So a good start for C.J. Mosley, obviously a long way to go um, and still much more to prove. But to have him back on the football field, uh, and playing real tackle football and healthy is, is a good thing for the Jets. And remember, this guy is still, I think he's 27, 28. He's far from over the hill, even though uh, he seems older by the way he carries himself. And because he's just been in the consciousness of football fans for so long. But but he's still young enough to give the Jets, maybe not the full value of that contract, but, but some really good football here starting this season.
2: Last but not least, we heard from head coach Robert Sallow. What did he have to say?
3: Yeah, he he talked about Zach Wilson, and and I'm sorry, Scott, when we were prepping for this, I forgot to mention that Zach Wilson also talked. Mm. So I'll I'll break that down too here. But he talked about Zach Wilson and what he saw from him tonight, and he was happy. He said, you know, he was solid. This is basically what you want to see out of a rookie, a guy not looking like the moment was too big for him, just like he was ready for it he was prepared and he kind of reiterated what he's been saying all along that like we have the utmost confidence in Zach and the way he's going about this. And, and we really believe in him and the sky is, is the limit or, or something to that effect. It was, it was maybe not that exact cliche, but that was where he was going with that. And it was, he was just happy you know, that Wilson got some of the results, but also said that there's going to be stuff that he can learn from tonight. And Zach Wilson agreed with that assessment. Uh, he said that he thought his performance was, quote, good, end quote. And, and also added that there's plenty for him to learn from, but called it an overall great experience just to be on the field and kind of, it's not a regular season game, but this is, you know, what he dreamed of as a kid being announced, coming out of a tunnel. Uh, playing an NFL game in an NFL jersey, and it wasn't the full experience, but it's, it's his first professional, you know, action, and it was a cool moment for him. He said there there wasn't nerves, there there was a little bit of anxiousness just because he wanted to get it over with, but it, w- it wasn't nervous a nervous feeling. He said he had you know confidence in the way the coaching staff prepared him, uh, confidence in the game plan and was comfortable with what he was being asked to do. And you know, the jets ran the ball 11 times and threw it nine times and 20 times or the 20 plays that Zach Wilson was on the field for. So they, they we weren't asking him to carry the load. And I think that is a preview of what you're going to see this year. He's not going to be asked to win games for them necessarily. I mean, he may have the chance to take it into his own hands and do it, but, they're not going to make him do that. They're, they're going to come out with balanced game plans that rely on the strength and experience that they do have on the roster, and I think that's a smart way to, to bring along a quarterback. Another interesting thing that Robert Sala said um, was brought about because of an interesting observation tonight. Mike LaFleur, who was up in the, the box for the scrimmage a week ago, was actually on the sideline calling the game from there. It's not something that he does. He, he likes to call the game from up in the box, but Sala said that he asked him to do it just to get a different perspective because is a guy who's always called the game from the sideline. So in the end, he's going to let Lafleur do what he, whatever he wants to do, but he wanted him to be able to watch it from a different perspective and see if maybe there were things about it that were better for him. And I think that's actually like it's not something I've seen before. But I think it's a, it makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, why just do it the way you've always been doing it? Why not try something new and see if it works? And if it doesn't, no big deal. It's a preseason game, right? So that, that was interesting. Um, and Zach Wilson was asked about that. He said it was great having Lafleur on the sideline, that he and Calabrese kind of switch roles. So Calabrese must have been up in the box. And like Wilson said, it was great having him there, but whatever Mike wants to do I'm cool with like it's going to be fine either way so that was kind of the the highlights from that and then Robert Sala talked about his first experience as a head coach and and what it was like and and the, the big thing that he said it was it was cool to actually be able to cheer for somebody because he said before that in practice he doesn't know like who to cheer for when there's a good play because obviously a good play for the offense means the defense got beat and and vice versa. So he was glad to be rooting for his own team all the time tonight. And uh, it was a good night for the jets and a good night for Robert Sala and his first night as a head coach. And we, you know, not thrilled in the press box to see him challenging a play in a preseason game Uh, that adds to the time here. (laughs) It's already dragging, but, we will give him credit. He's one for one. So he's got that going for him, which is nice.
2: Andy, one last order of business. We forgot to talk about two of the undrafted rookies who did not help themselves at all tonight. In fact, I would say they hurt themselves pretty badly. Chris Nagar, the kicker, did not look good on that second kick. And then, even more importantly, Kenny Yaboa, who's fighting for a spot at tight end. A position where the Jets are not looking very good right now. They didn't have a lot of positive performance from that spot in this game and they haven't had a lot of it throughout camp but Kenny Yaboa, the rookie from Ole Miss people had some high hopes for him he fumbled tonight he hasn't really made a dent in camp so those two guys are really in trouble now and we'll see if they can start to play better at camp or if they can pick things up in game number two but they'd better correct things quickly or they're going to be shown the door in short order
3: yeah, it's definitely not over for those guys. But, I mean, honestly, with a kicker, you don't know. Um, that that was not a good kick. I mean, at first, it was, it was such a bad kick. It was so low and so left that we thought it may have been blocked. But it wasn't. That was just a, a really bad kick. And he's – I mean, Matt Amendola didn't get a chance to try a field goal tonight. He made his only extra point. But it was a good night for Matt Amendola because he didn't, you know, hit a hit a kick that looked like a – a really bad drive that I've hit many times off a tee box. Um, it was just real. it was a snap hook. It was, it was not good. Um, so, you know, the, it's unforgiving the kick, the, the life of an NFL kicker. And I think he'll be around for another week. I, I don't think he's going to get yanked for one kick, but the, the, it definitely shortens the leash for him. And if, if he struggles next week in green Bay, that, that may be it for him. So, Definitely not a great night for Chris Nagar. Um, and then, yeah, Kenny Yoboa with the fumble—that that that you can't when you're fighting for a roster spot and you're near the bottom of that group. Um, it's it's you not good. You can't make those kind of mistakes. Um, and it, that was a big one. It was a bad fumble. The ball really was out you know, just exposed and, and ready to be hit like that. And that's, you know, football type one-on-one type stuff. You can't be making those mistakes when you're trying to make the team. So there's time for him to to kind of turn it around. But remember, this is a guy who's getting limited opportunities and working with, you know, the third and fourth team. So he's going to have to make quite an impression to to kind of climb the depth chart here. In you know, two weeks from now, we're done with the preseason. So it's going to have to be in a, in a really short period of time.
2: Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NorthJersey.com. Thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. I know you've got a ton of great content coming up. You're going to be in Green Bay too. We'll talk when you're there, but you're going to have a lot of pieces that'll be up. And if you want access to everything Andy's doing, both outside the paywall and inside the paywall, very simple solution to that. 99 cents gets you six months Of everything available at NorthJersey.com Not just Andy's work, but everything there So great local journalism And I don't mean 99 cents a month I mean 99 cents for 6 months So that works out to like 15 cents a month I'm a subscriber, you should be too Head over to NorthJersey.com And if you're not a subscriber yet, sign up That's a fantastic deal, take advantage of it 99 cents For six months And take advantage of what we've got for you At playlikeajet.com And the Play Like A Jet YouTube channel Fantastic content Luke Grant has some outstanding videos up right now He's got a film review of Carl Lawson He's got one of Zach Wilson Elijah Moore, Michael Carter And so much more Plus there's going to be a brand new Pace's Playbook Commentary from Kayla Pace That'll be up soon as well So check out the videos And subscribe to the channel if you haven't done that already, and make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com.